Welcome to the Lingerie Shop Girl Podcast, sponsored by Simone Perel, Lingerie and Swimwear. Simone Perel is a company that is deeply committed to the environment and society. They use sustainable materials and responsible manufacturing processes to create elegant and comfortable lingerie and swimwear that is both ethically and environmentally conscious. Head to Suelto in downtown Bozeman, Montana to explore the Simone Perel collection. Thank you to Simone Perel for sponsoring this episode of our podcast. And thank you to our audience for listening. I'm Harper, 34D. I'm Sherry, 30D. And I'm Gabby, 36H. And this is the Lingerie Shop Girl Podcast. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi, Sherry. Hi, Gabby. Welcome to episode two of the Lingerie Shop Girl podcast. We're doing it again. (laughs) It's very fun to talk to you guys. I could talk to you all the time. So why not put our stories (laughs) in a recording for everyone to share? And today, our subject is the nuances of the fit for plus size women. The fit and fitting, which yeah. of a is bra. a journey. Of a bra. Yeah, it's a journey. <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole... Yeah. <laughs> oh, it'll be, I'm interested today because I'm here to, you know, talk about plus size, like trying to find a bra and like what that feels like but I think through our conversations I've also kind of realized that maybe my experiences are a bit more universal than I suspected before and Mm. maybe finding a bra is actually kind of hard for a lot of people um it's just that if you're smaller size you can kind of push through that because you you have more flexibility with the sizes available. Um, so I'm interested to see, like, you guys' perspectives as well this episode. Um, but I'm excited to share my experiences as well, because living in a bigger body is not always all that easy when it comes to finding stuff that makes you feel, like, confident and, you know, supported, which I know is you your mission as a, you know... <laughs> a fit shop to make sure women are comfortable and supported in their bras. And feel beautiful. Um, and feel beautiful. See, and that's something that's been missing for me because for me, it's mm-hmm. not feel beautiful. It's find something that keeps the ladies where they're supposed to be lifted, protected, whatever. And I don't think I've ever walked into a lingerie shop. Well, not a, like a, a bra shop and been like, okay, I want a pretty one. Because it's just, like, my expectations are at, like, um, zero, <laughs> like, when it comes to bras. It's not... You're um, not the only one. I've seen it before, Gabby. Yeah. And to clarify, just like, like, the prettiness is for mm-hmm. us. Like, I think yeah. that's kind of a misnomer, too, that you want to be beautiful... It's for the wearer. Exactly. Exactly. Even in the the months we've been preparing and prepping and researching to launch this podcast, mm-hmm. I sort of would do my un, you know my unofficial market research. You know, 
including us guys, like we're going to launch this podcast. And it's so fun to see men's reactions. Like it's like a secret door, a secret key that they get to open and listen to us. And I remember once, um, asked when I, fir- I first, when the first sort of idea landed and I was asking a friend, my hairstyle, lovely hairstylist and customer of Suelto and her boyfriend, um, uh, what do you think? Or I was asking her boyfriend, what do you think? And he goes, well, I think something that men miss out on or that it's frustrating or what I watch is like the hypersexualization of breasts. He goes, and that men don't understand what a larger, te- the impact a larger chest can have on a woman's daily life. And mm-hmm. so, um, and I go, really? And he goes, yeah back pain, lower back pain, uh, just the way the bra wears. Um, you know, if you're a movement, if you're a, a woman that really is like we, you said, Sherry, before the Bozeman is a fit community, community, if you're an active woman. So I've learned so much about breasts working in the shop just in the last year and that the spectrum of, oh my gosh, we come in all shapes and sizes a larger chest size has a lot of conflict it like it has this perception that a woman is more sexual or more fertile none of which is true you know more attention grabbing and it's been kind of fascinating to see women come into the shop who tell me that they have really large breasts but because of how they are wearing clothes and carrying themselves it is they're they're doing they've created all of these tricks of illusion because they've had a lifetime to cultivate it where I didn't even know like I until they get into the dressing room what their size is because they're so carefully what's the word suppressing or minimizing minimizing yeah hiding and even i've noticed it with posture and confidence where they will concave their bodies Mm. to give an appearance as smaller probably because they've maybe had some unwanted attention from the male gaze and so it's so the journey gabby i've seen just as a broth bitter in this shop is of one of compassion. Um, I think there's a lot of misunderstanding and a lot of misinformation out there. So, Mm. yeah, I mean, it's kind of when it comes to clothing and like when we're talking about bras being like the support for like how your outward clothing fit you, like because you have large boobs, there's just a certain styles we just can't wear. It's like when you have a butt, you can't wear like really short skirts because it like pushes up in the back. You know, talking about lingerie, which is sort of adjacent to talking about bodies, human bodies. Mm -hmm. There Mm -hmm. is this saying like, mind my own body. And that Mm -hmm. like the human body is the least interesting thing to like know about a person. And it's Mm -hmm. so tricky because to live that way or to try to be that way in your mind. And at the same time, how do we dress to empower ourselves? How do we fit ourselves correctly? Because there's just so, we are neglecting the care of our chest because there's just, 
it's I don't know why I don't know why it has not been prioritized how I mean or it's only a status-based prioritization right unless you have come of age and you've developed early and so it be, it's yeah. a priority right yeah I mean it's always been a priority for me because I can't go without like there's some ladies they can go out and like if their bra is dirty or whatever they can maybe you know snazoo something together and make it work but like the boobs they have to be supported or else you can visually you can see it you can tell that something is happening under there and not only that it's uncomfortable to me like to not have the support there and try to like go outside and walk around I would be really uncomfortable by the end of the day um so like once my boobs came in it just became priority number one I have to have a bra but the problem was I wasn't finding good bras. Like, of course, I had to have a bra, but I was uncomfortable, you know, even with the bra on. So there. when you say that you you couldn't find a good bra, like at what age would you say you could tell the difference between like a bra that fit or um, just a good bra versus a bad bra? Yeah, I like, think like it's been it's been years. Like, Sherry, you know, it takes women so long to find a bra that they even think fits can. well. Like. Unless you go to yeah. share, unless you go to a <laughs> yeah. fit shop, unless you go to a yeah. titty tailor, unless yeah, you go like- and you get measured and you make an appointment and you take your time, yes. Which yeah. is for me, it took a long time because I was going to like, I always had like Walmart bras or like Victoria's Secret mm. bras or like you know big box bras. Do you remember your like first educational fitting like? Was that later in life then? I have, yeah, probably in college. Like, okay. But it's just interesting to me, like you say, bad fit. And I just wonder, like, at what point in your life did it click? Like, not just any bra works. <laughs> it has to be yeah. a good bra. Yeah. yeah. I think it difference? just, yeah. it's kind of like subconsciously just there, you know? Because, like, throughout the day, I'm pulling you know, I was pulling down on the band mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. the straps are slipping and like the, I think you guys call it, you said gore. The gore mm-hmm. is like floating between the boobs. I've seen like, that a lot in bra fittings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just uncomfortable, you know? And I guess now that I know different, maybe that's why I can like re- retrospectively say bad bra. If you had asked me then, I don't think I would have said that. Have, I would yeah, have just said uncomfortable yeah. bra, maybe. I would have said it was uncomfortable. I'm not sure I would have conceived. Like, I think there's a part of me that was like, this is just how bras are. <laughs> you know? Like, this is just reality. Like, bras are uncomfortable. That's why you take them off when you go home. Like, <laughs> that's, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Sad. So I sad don't think reality. I, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I conceived of a, like, world where, like, bras can be comfortable and pretty and lift you where they're supposed to and etc it was like a bra is a necessity and you put it on and you take it off as soon as you can like I think that's how I grew up but like most of my life I was maybe smaller like a d or a double d so which Harper was talking about in the first episode like a b c she thought like a d was like oh my god you have huge titties and like you got a boob job Double D, like, oh, amazing. And so for me, I always thought I was big. And then the older I got, they just kept growing. And like, now I'm like, ah, oh, D was so nice. <laughs> like, double D was so nice. So it's interesting getting like comfortable with bigger boobs, like even bigger than I previously had before, I think is an interesting journey. 
And I can tell you from experience that boobs grow throughout your life. They they grow with every hormone change. Like they, they tend to just increase in size as life goes on. Is there like, can we have an arc, a storyboard of the lifespan of a breast? I mean, I definitely (laughs) think this is going to, this is on our top 10 list of episodes is like the lifespan Mm -hmm. of a breast, but it's like, nobody tells us nobody Mm -hmm. tells us what to expect you know you'll hear a comment here and there about you know motherhood and Mm -hmm. i think that's the most comments i've ever heard is like how your breasts breasts grow when you get pregnant Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i'm like i don't need any more boobs like i'm hoping when i'm pregnant i don't become like a whatever is beyond what i am right now okay uh Okay, uh, I don't want to do it. Yeah, it's just like the more I hear about, K-cup. the more I hear about. Like you're talking about people only mention it usually with pregnancy, and even pregnancy is not. They don't go into details, right? And so, no. like, just I'll be online, and somebody will mention more details. Like, by the way, when I got pregnant, all my teeth just went to shit. And I had to go to the dentist because all of them started getting cavities because the baby is stealing all my nutrients. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> what kind of horror show? <laughs> like when and I got pregnant. Is, are we going to have yeah. to fact check that? I mean, you hear somebody's what's interesting about the lingerie shop is we hear people's personal testimony. We hear people's mm-hmm. personal stories that are very true for them. And they're very true about what is going on with their bodies and why they're there. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times a plus size woman is disheartened because they want something beautiful Mm -hmm. and they just have kind of lost hope until they find Until they find the right place. Or a brothel, Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Yeah, you have to find the right place. It's definitely, like, if you're used to going into places and, like, constantly people having to kind of finesse something that might work for you, which is usually the case, where it's like, oh, we might have this or we might have that. We don't really have this in store and blah, 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 blah. You do lower your expectations quite a bit. Thanks for tuning in to Lingerie Shop Girl. Before we continue, let's take a moment to acknowledge our sponsor who helps us bring you this content. Welcome to Swelter Boutique, where we believe in the power of self-care and the life-changing experience of finding the perfect bra. As a proud retailer of Simone Perel, we've seen firsthand the transformative effect their bras have on women's lives. Simone Perel understands that comfort, support, and style go hand in hand making their bras an essential part of every woman's wardrobe. Whether it's for a special event, a new chapter in life, or simply everyday wear, Simone Pearl is there to provide the ultimate fit and confidence. Experience the Simone Pearl difference for yourself at Svelte Boutique. Thank you to our sponsor for making Lingerie Shop Girl possible. Now, let's continue with our program. 12 Ds, D cups, equals a K cup. Wow. I know, I know. (laughs) <laughs> does indeed so you know if you go into a store whether it's me as a 30d or gabby as a 36h you can't just grab your size off a bunch of racks mm-hmm. and expect that they're all going to fit the same they're not the fabrics um can impact the fit the laces the color 
black dye makes bands a little bit tighter. (laughs) They feel a little bit snugger. There's there. I have a few in the shop where you have to wear a totally different size in a black bra. Yeah. So cup shaped fabrics, band strength, they all play a role in determining the fit of the bra. Yeah, so wow. that's why you need a titty tailor. With this kind of ascending of the feminine that's kind of growing across the board right now, there's a woman's revolution in Iran. We have the first vice president of the United States is a woman. And in addition to that, it's a woman of color. Like we might not be say- seeing it in the physicalness yet, but there's a movement. There's like a groundswell. The feminine is ascending. And so with that, mm-hmm. Cherry, are you seeing it reflected in the industry when you go to market? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's always late, right? Later than you'd expect. Gabby, have you ever had a bralette, something without a wire? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would not. <laughs> Doesn't go over well. Uh, I've seen a bralette. <laughs> Uh, from afar, yes. So companies are finally, finally making what they call curvy sizes. So you can actually buy mm-hmm. like a instead of a small, medium, large, they now do a small, medium, large, super curvy, ultra curvy, where the sizing will fit up to an eye cup in some of these pieces. Oh, wow. Um, so they keep the band smaller, more support, a little bit more engineering in the cups. The cups are obviously larger. So you're seeing... The sizing part of it changed. The industry is realizing, oh, we don't all fit into a small, medium, large, even outside Mm -hmm. of bra sizing. I'm also seeing a lot of companies now, instead of saying just nude, as in beige, you get beige or you get black, there's now shades Mm -hmm. of nude. Yes, yes, I'm all of our skin colors because we're not all pasty and white and from Montana. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We got brown nude. I hadn't ever thought of the color of a band aid. Until mm-hmm. I had some black girlfriends show the dis- like the distinguishing and like band-aid boxes now kind of come in a rainbow of nudes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then another time that like that clicked for me because you realize like the whole world has been revolving around a white person. And it's it's like all these like minute details that white people we don't think about <laughs> at all until you begin to connect and bond i just love having a global community of friends and colleagues and mm-hmm. another thing is watching misty copeland's masterclass and just how groundbreaking it was that she did what she did as a black woman and a ballerina and in the masterclass there's this section of when she got to have a ballet shoe that matched her skin tone. And I just went, you know, there's just band-aids, ballet shoes. So like with bras, it's the same Mm -hmm. thing because a different, you know, a brown or black skin tone, the nude, right? For beige, Caucasian beige. Yeah. The Caucasian beige is going to like if, yeah, it's if a woman of through. color mm. is wanting yeah. exactly a woman of color is wanting to wear like a white shirt or a white or like the cream colored shirt I'm wearing today and I have a nude broad that is appropriate mm-hmm. for this color for a woman of color it doesn't and then Gabby just taught me this recently about lighting in in video camera and pictures oh yeah the sensors were set for white skin so huh. Like, if you see really old camera footages, like, when it comes to telling the difference, 
like between the background and a black and a darker person's skin, it doesn't do that as well. So you get a lot of like lighting issues with black skin because the sensors are literally not made for darker skin. Um, and it was interesting. I was watching a video the other day where a girl was trying to use the sensors for the sink, but it wasn't turning on because her palm is darker and the like the engineering from the beginning was not considering for skins that aren't very light. And so it's like you have all of this stuff baked into the pie, like from the very beginning, where it's like, there's a reason why we say like, let's get some diversity in companies. Let's get some, you know, diversity in engineering. Let's get some diversity. And it's like, there's very specific like reasons why, like we need people to account for the wide variety of, you know, humanity. There's such a marked difference, even just 10 years, like from when I was a teenager till now, like the stuff that is available to me. Like when I was growing up, everything was so matronly and there was not really my sizes. If there was, it was for grandmas. So what do you think kind of caused that switch just in the last like 10, 15 years? Um, well, you know, I don't, I can't say for sure, but I'm sure yeah. that the lingerie boutique, I'm sure there's been a growth and maybe mm-hmm. the education is spreading a little bit more. Also, because I don't know about you, when I grew up, I didn't go to a bra shop. I, I went to a box mm, yeah, store. Yeah, I didn't right? when I was younger. And, yeah, and no. your mm. options aren't what they are if you go to a specialized boutique. It's, it's just mm-hmm. a lot of these boutiques carry brands that aren't available to the box stores. So it's not mm-hmm. to say that these brands weren't around because, I mean... Simone Perel has been around, I want to say, since the 20s, but I could be wrong. Gabby, you're going to have mm-hmm. to double check that. Yeah. I think <laughs> you know, the, and there are. That's the 40s, 1930s or 40s. Wow. I mean, they, and corsetry is, is how they refer to it. Some of them, 1800s began. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and not all with women, some with men. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wonder what Simone Perel's first thought was when she was like, Hmm. Like, because this is clearly a woman with vision. I mean, her grandson now runs the company, right? But this was clearly a woman with vision. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like I did a little bit of digging into her and it was really interesting. Like she got started after the war. But before that, she got her corsetting license or certification or whatever. And then um, and then she started taking orders directly from her home. And like all of them were custom pieces. And then she would also hire other women to create custom pieces from their homes as well. And that's how she got started. She would take orders in. Um, And, you know, after the war with all of the like the need for the wiring and whatnot that was in corsets, Mm -hmm. they reallocated it to the war effort, which Mm -hmm. is why the bra started becoming a thing because you needed less of those things that they needed for other stuff. Um, I think so they built an entire to... like ship out of all of the uh, metal that they saved from women's corsets. <laughs> that wasn't something I, I read. would not doubt that at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh right, there was yeah, there was the metal shortage. Yeah. Stop. Yeah, they're like, please <laughs> stop buying don't corsets. Use them. Yeah, but we needed something. So the OGs, the real reels that helped us ladies, they came through with a bra. So <laughs> thank you, founders. <laughs> thank you, innovators. Um, but yeah, Simone Perel, 
is definitely an interesting company because to have them still be family owned and like have their family still be at the helm and like trying to keep in like contact what he felt like his grandma wanted Mm -hmm. which is like making women feel beautiful and comfortable and then also like thinking about a real woman's body when they're doing that and nowadays we're kind of like we want something real like we want real women's bodies and we want things that feel comfortable on real women's bodies and so i think it's interesting that simone perel really kept that kind of thought process in when they made their boss yeah i think we're definitely seeing a movement of embracing all shapes and sizes right we're all Mm -hmm. unique i think harper you said breasts are like snowflakes they are yeah she wore the same yeah i'm completely for it (laughs) and they all need to be tended to Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for a variety of reasons that are none of our business however the collective it is our business when it is about women's health women's agency women's confidence empowering women so the one service we can provide with the lingerie shop girl podcast is information and education Mm -hmm. and the behind the scenes stories of what we go what goes on in in the shop how was the shop today the shop is great it's always a good day in suelto um started my day with a woman uh, walking in, and she needed something specific, extremely specific, actually. Um, a bra for her wedding dress that both plunges in the mm. front to just above the belly button and also plunges in the back. <laughs> oh, wow. It's the unicorn. <laughs> yeah. And I always hate to be the bearer of that news, but um, she is not well endowed she's not a 36 age gabby so i think she's gonna be just fine i think once the dress is tailored all of her anxiety about having the perfect undergarments will um be whisked away because i think this is something Mm -hmm. that can just be solved with a good tailor and it's not even a titty yeah taylor it's just a (laughs) just a regular regular (laughs) taylor well Uh gabby do you have any more Oh, yeah. On the, I wanted to hear because we so as a plus size girl, when you're going into a store and I think we've talked about this before, but I'm curious um, when you go into the store, what should I be looking for out of a bra mm. um, like specifically for plus size bodies? So, I mean, the fitting education is the same no matter what your size, but mm-hmm. um, I think the more weight that you're carrying on your chest, the more important it is mm-hmm. to have a taut, meaning tight band. So mm-hmm. always start with your band. Make sure it's tight enough on the loosest setting, the very first hook and eye, that you can only slip two fingers underneath that band and around, right? Mm-hmm. Any more than that, it's just, it's probably going to slide up the back with a little bit of wear. There's mm. extra hook and eyes on those bands so that you can tighten it up as a bra wears, as it mm. stretches, because, right, they just get bigger as you wear them. Mm-hmm. Things stretch out. Um, from there, once you're in the correct band size, it's the cups. So mm-hmm. you want to make sure that the root of your breast, like all of your tissue, is encapsulated in the wire. Um, mm-hmm. When I say that, you want the wire to be back behind the side of the breast. You also want it to be flat 
in the front. So we've used the term gore earlier, and the gore is where the wires uh-huh. meet in the front. That should tack at the sternum. If you think that your wire placement is correct, meaning it's it's encapsulating all of the boob, but for some uh-huh. reason that gore is sitting out from the chest, try a, a more plunging style where the gore is not quite so high. That's mm-hmm. one thing. The other thing is, is looking at the wires on the side of the tissue, if you feel like, I know you, you mentioned something, Gabby, about digging if those mm-hmm. wires are too far back that usually means the cup is too big and if you go down in cup size that'll bring those wires forward of course you don't want them to come mm-hmm. so far forward that they're in the breast tissue the other thing is is sometimes the shape mm. of the cup some of them are deeper than others and i say that meaning maybe the wires are more aggressive they're like a mm-hmm. deeper u shape so if you go with something that's a little more shallow which I normally suggest for like petite women, um, mm-hmm. anyone who's short from the shoulder down to the to the torso through the bra, bra band, right? If if there's not a lot of length there, an aggressive large wire is probably going to come up real high into your armpit. So you have to look mm-hmm. for a more shallow shaped bra cup, which is usually going to be more of like a balcony versus like a full cup, which could be a three part or a four part. And I get it that not everybody's going to know what that means. <laughs> That's why you go to mm-hmm. your fitter. And then once you can get your cups to fit, check your shoulder straps. So if you're, do you ever have an issue with them sliding off your shoulders? Oh, uh, yeah. All yeah. the time. <laughs> it gets yeah, really. Yeah, I just spend all day pulling them back up. <laughs> and and props, they have a job to do, right? They, they should be functioning and you shouldn't have to fuss with them all day long. So I see a lot when in the larger cup sizes, the, the shoulder straps, the placement tends to come out wider, which doesn't make any sense, right? Because a lot of us, our, mm-hmm. our shoulders aren't getting that wider. Um, and sometimes you may even have sloped shoulders from carrying all that weight. So look for shoulder straps that are going to hit closer to the neckline if you're having any issues with them falling off the, sho- off, off the shoulders. So mm-hmm. it's usually more of a triangle shape. It's not going to be the balcony, which tends to be wider set. Um, mm-hmm. It's sometimes brands do what they call like a chimney back, which brings, it kicks those shoulder straps in in the back and hooks them closer. Mm-hmm. Like they attach closer to the hook and eye in the back. So that's a, a chimney back. Um, mm-hmm. And then like Simone Perel does like a, a beautiful detail. And so instead of like the chimney back, they actually have these beautiful wings um, mm-hmm. made out of lace that kick those straps Ooh. in. So yeah. But once your bra is on... If you lift those arms up over your head, you want to be looking mm-hmm. at your wires to make sure you don't have movement there. So you shouldn't have tissue coming out the bottom. If all that stays in place, great. Drop those shoulders and those arms. Do a little shimmy and reach for those toes. Hey. <laughs> You're trying oh, to wiggle okay. those boobs out from your out from your bra. If you stand back up, you should not have to tuck your boobs back into that bra. Ah, well, that's information to like, me. Right? They should stay put. <laughs> My boobs just do whatever they want. Yeah. <laughs> in the bra, that the bra should contain them. I'm always like readjusting. Yeah. Ah, what a novel idea, everybody. I mean, <laughs> Your bra should do its job. Should, it actually has a job um, to do. Can I chime in about witnessing the emotional impact of a plus size woman in this cu- customer that came in? This of is a heartbreaking story. Well, it broke my heart. This young woman was in and she was petite and plus size. 
So she was probably about five foot two, young, I think in her 20s, late 20s. She told her coming of age story. So her breast came in early and large. And at the time she was, her parents were separated and she was living with her dad. So coming of age as a young woman, that's a whole other conversation when you're in a single parent home. So she went, she went away to a camp for a summer. She went away to work someplace for a summer and it was a very different diet and her body changed. Well, before the, the venture, when she came, she had asked her dad to buy her bras and to go get fit or whatever. And he saw the prices of the bras and he's like, I'm not paying for that. I'm not paying for those. Sort of dismissed it because he thought that the price of a bra was just too high. But this is somebody when I asked, could he have afforded it? And she said, yes. So that's a whole other mm. conversation. And something that has really compelled us to have this the lingerie shop girl podcast. So she comes back a few years later from this camp, her body has changed. So her breast size has increased by a lot because it was a really different diet. And as her father is picking her up to drive home, of course, it's the first thing he notices. He basically suggests to her that he would be willing to pay for a breast reduction. Wow. <laughs> and she just recounts this story and you could see the emotional impact and the toll. I just found that that logic was so, okay, I'm not going to pay for my daughter to have a properly fitted bra yeah, and bras. Bra. But I will pay the tens of thousands of dollars for her to have a breast reduction. To have them altered. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's a whole nother conversation. To get rid of them. And that's when like the rage button presses, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, Mm -hmm. this is her body. And that's what makes me so passionate about what had the healing powers of this store, what the shop provides women. Because when they tell you a story like that, it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, time to get fit education and bra fit education Mm -hmm. out into the world and that it is a critical need and a priority. Mm. Yeah, for both sexes. Yes. For women to understand themselves and for men to understand women. On today's Montana Men's segment, we explore the critical health needs for a correctly fitted bra. Bobby Ibarra is a board-certified structural integration practitioner, also known as a rolfer. Bobby shares his insights on this often overlooked topic. As a structural integration practitioner, I work with people to help them figure out the patterns that are keeping them out of alignment and help them resolve those patterns. Oftentimes, those patterns are due to repetitive movement, injuries, a lot of external forces. And one of those external forces can be the clothing that we wear. Unfortunately, I've seen several women who have developed postural patterns that stem from poorly fitting bras. Uh, Whether this is an overly tight bra, that restricts breathing or movement, or a bra that doesn't properly fit, that's too loose, we can start to develop all kinds of compensation patterns. So as a structural integration practitioner, I endorse getting properly bra fitted. And now back to the Lingerie Shop Girl podcast. Yeah, it's interesting because We're becoming more, I think social media helps because 
the information is more widely available. Like you get very small creators who have a passion for certain things and then they give the information. But like a lot of women, like we were talking about, a lot of women just don't know. We don't even know. Like, I mean, are we seeing, are we seeing bra fit information tips on TikTok videos? Oh yeah. I haven't looked. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm yeah. sure that that's out bra there talk. by now. Yeah. Bra talk. Bra yeah. talk. Bra talk. Yeah. Everybody. I'm on, I'm not on it right now. You have to watch a certain amount of videos and then it just starts pushing things <laughs> at you. But um, Yeah. But I welcome it. Who, If my FBI agent is listening, if you could push bra fitting information through my TikTok, <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> so are they? Okay, good. That's good to know. So because we need to, um, we need a mask. We have 80 yeah. million people in this country alone that need bras fit correctly so is the bra fitting bra talk on tiktok informative like this yeah i mean it it depends on what comes across your feed but i definitely think there's a space for adding to that it's not like a oversaturated space you know i think when it comes to like women's bodies and women's health and like being open about our experiences you can never have too much no talking about it agreed gabby i think that any platform that we can chat about it and get the word out the education mm-hmm. yes like we should go for it yeah let's support each other in information and education yes and yeah like let's make it not a thing because i've talked to girls were like talking about anything taboo periods boobs sex anything and they close down immediately and I always tell them, like, I'm intentionally talking about this with you. By the way, I'm sorry if you feel uncomfortable, but I have always felt that this is just normal shit that we should be able to talk about. And then from there, they understand me. They're like, oh, okay, I was wondering why you're... I'm like, I make an effort to talk about these things because I feel like we should be able to. Like, it's not dark and dirty. We all deal with it. And the more education we have, the yeah. more comfortable everybody, all of us will be, you know? Like, I can, thanks to Sherry, I can try to figure out a way for my boobs not to touch inside of my bra. Like, how do I get them separated? How do I get them lifted? How do I stop having to, like, go into my shirt on the bus to get my bra strap back in place? Like, like, let's get the information out there so we have more comfort, you know, more comfortable lives. I'm completely for it. And the information out and prioritized. Yeah, right? prioritize. I agree. I'm, like, what brands do a good job at catering to plus size women, Sherry? Some of my favorites uh, would be Prima Donna. They're from the UK. And, and that's what I'm wearing today. Yes. Ooh. Yes. And that's your nude, right, Harper? Yes. This yeah. is my nude. I love it. <laughs> they offer the full size range of what we carry in the store, which is from a 30 band up to a 44 plus uh all the way up to a k-cup that's not Mm. i want to say that the brand stocks up to a 46 Um, but so pretty wide span of sizes and emprunt emprunt is a pretty special brand because it is it is the closest you're going to come to a custom fit there's very little if any mass production with this brand they actually employ seamstresses that create these bras and put them together Mm -hmm. so um these bras are gorgeous and they're beautiful too they're also sturdy fabric um if i can't get a gore to tack on a woman Mm -hmm. a you is the brand 
That's okay, tack is a, a horse stable term. <laughs> so the gore is, it's where the wires meet in the front. Gore, gore, ladies, <laughs> and gore customers and listeners, laundry shop work, the gore. And then the gore to tack means, and I've never heard this before, but mm-hmm. I'm just going to interpret it as it means to touch the skin. Correct. To touch the body. Separates the breasts. You have two of them. That's my main issue. (laughs) Yeah, you have two of them. So as a bra fitter in the store, Sherry, when a gore is not tacking, when Mm -hmm. I am fitting a woman, when a gore is, or a person, when I am, a gore is not tacking onto their bodies, what as a fitter do I need to do? The first thing I would do is try to go up in cup size. And, and you can mm. double check that by looking at the placement of the wire on the side of the breast. If you've got room to okay. bring it back, then you want to go up and cup. If okay. the wire looks like it's the right size and it's encapsulating all of the boob, try a plunge, like a lower, less aggressive gore, one that doesn't come up quite mm-hmm. so high between the breasts and the front. Sometimes if you're uh-huh. really full on top, it you just won't get that gourd attack. Like the breasts are pushing mm. it out from the body, even if the wire is the right size. So if you keep mm. going up in the wire, in the cup, when I say wire, it's going to end up way back behind the armpit. You don't want that either. Oh, yes. Uh, I've seen that. Yeah. And I've yeah. Seen, yes. So that's, that's when it comes down to shape. Mm-hmm. I know there's so many things to consider. Yeah. <laughs> Go visit your shop. See the titty tailor. It's so yeah. complicated. <laughs> it is. Go to the expert, right? Prioritize them. <laughs> Whoever you your do. local expert is. Yeah. We have people drive hours to see. We do. To come to this. This is a destination. Yeah, that's amazing. We people from other, other states. states. <laughs> Which is lovely. I just, it always makes me feel really good when people say, I'm going to hold off to get my bras until I'm on vacation or mm-hmm. <laughs> until I come out to to visit so-and-so or my second home or my my kid in college, whatever the reason. I just love it when people who don't live in the community around prioritize mm-hmm. Volto. Gabby, any other questions? This is your episode. Yes. The well, I mean, she was talking about um, brands that are good for plus size. I think mm-hmm. we got two down. Is there any more that are like? So, yeah, I, you know, another one that comes to mind would be Anita and Rosa Fea. Like those are actually, mm-hmm. it's the same company. It's family owned too. Uh, they actually yeah, have their yeah. own factories. And they actually came to be in nursing bras. And so, oh yeah, and they make a really good hmm. nursing bra, which we don't even stock in Swalto because <laughs> we don't have the space, but they make a really good nursing mm. bra, which is also wire-free. And so we, even though we don't carry nursing, we do carry their sports bras, which are wired or wireless. And we also carry their swimwear. Um, mm. So great fit, great price point. And they carry, so for their size range, at least up to an HI cup, 
but they also do some of those band sizes like 40 to 44 ABC, which can be a hard one to find sometimes, just as hard as it can be mm-hmm. to find a 36H, Gabby. Sometimes those 40 ABC cups are also pretty difficult. Not everybody makes those. Mm. Wow. Thank you for the information. Let's end with a little expertise asking. I think we covered a lot of the like bra placement and like what we need to look for, digging straps and whatnot. Um, so I came up with different ones. And also, At Gabby, point, that you are not as alone as you thought you were. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have a lot of big titty friends, so <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I was Find alone. <laughs> I'm just frustrated. <laughs> by my, like, I think, yeah, we all talk about it, but it's nice to have solutions, you know, like it's yes, mm-hmm. when you meet with people and you're like, oh, we have a common experience. Oh, that's great. Like, yeah, big titty people together, unite, whatever. But like, how do we stop these things from happening? That's a completely different conversation. And so it's really nice to have this space to kind of talk about it and talk through it. Thank you, Sherry. You bet. Uh, so I came up with a couple questions. Okay. Just like also just from hearing you talk, because at one point we were talking about breaking in a bra and mm-hmm. like having to wear it uh, X amount of times before it's comfortable. So when would you say like I've worn it X amount of times and it's still really not working? I don't think this is the right size. Like what point does that become like you've worn it enough to know? basically (laughs) I would say two weeks you got to give it two weeks Mm -hmm. of wear Um, of course if anything's uncomfortable in the dressing room just don't do it I can't promise you it's going to get more comfortable with wear but after two weeks of wear so when people say uncomfortable like I usually the first thing I ask is well is it a how is it uncomfortable you know Mm -hmm. so red marks are normal it's it's lycra that's binding to your skin and grabbing on and holding up the weight. Um, That's normal. So is it uncomfortable and that something's rubbing? Is there chafing? There should definitely never be any chafing. But if it's just Mm -hmm. uncomfortable and that it's a feeling of being uncomfortable, is that just because you're aware of your bra? Uh, These are Mm -hmm. questions to ask. So bras actually, how do I put this? So you should be aware of your bra, but it shouldn't be painful. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what I tell customers in the dressing room. You should be aware of it, but there shouldn't be causing pain. Tightness mm-hmm. is not uncomfortableness. <laughs> Tightness like break, is <laughs> like breaking in a new pair of running shoes or correct or leather shoes or leather shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They should be comfortable but not painful. Certainly shouldn't be causing chafing. Red marks are mm-hmm. absolutely normal. But as as it heats up to your body heat, it's going to relax. And then with mm-hmm. a little bit more wear, they just, they break in. And the uncomfortable is something you should be aware of in the fitting room and your fitter. Like we always try to say, okay, this bra fits you, but how does it feel? Mm-hmm. So it, fitting is a two, it takes two, two to tango. It takes mm-hmm. two to fit a bra. You have to have the two-way conversation. <laughs> yeah. Well, Gabby, any more questions? Yes. Last one, and this one's a little controversial. Mm. Uh, should you wear your bra to bed? <laughs> that depends on the person um, and your goals. So I can tell you that I've had a handful of customers over the years that are more endowed and prefer to wear a bra to bed, not necessarily wired, but a bra mm-hmm. to help keep the tissue and the density 
to fight gravity. So those customers, I will tell you, are winning. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I think they have beautiful, I mean, everybody's breasts are beautiful. These ladies still have some sort of unnatural lift. (laughs) That's all natural. Okay, yeah. So there is something to (laughs) wearing your bra to sleep. Yeah, I do believe that it does help um, keep keep your the density in your bras in your breasts I'm sorry mm-hmm. it helps keep that intact I mean they're supported all the time it makes sense right they're supported mm-hmm. all the time they're not having to fight so hard on their own so um do I recommend it no I'm not going to say to somebody oh you should wear a, a bra to bed but if someone asks um mm-hmm. if that is something that's important to you in your lifestyle or, or just you as a person then yeah a Wearing a bra to bed, just some sort of supportive bra, doesn't have to be wire again. I think we'll mm-hmm. yep maintain that lift. So your you natural have lift. seen that you I've have seen, seen evidence. Yes, multiple bodies gone through pregnancies, babies, nursing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can help. Anything else? Thanks. Nope, that is it, ladies. If there is a name that you have that we you would love for us to call you. An endearing term of our listeners. We welcome, um, we welcome suggestions because we really hope that you listen in. We hope, just like we're collaborators between the bra fitter and the mm-hmm. customer in the shop, that this is also a collaboration of listeners, participants, and the co-hosts as we share the conversations that we have in the shop. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Sherry. Bye. Thanks, Gabby. <laughs> Thank you, so Harper. <laughs> Love you, ladies. <laughs> All right. Till next time. And that is a wrap of this episode of the Lingerie Shop Girl podcast. If you like this episode, please follow and subscribe to get a notification when the next episode is released. Thank you.